Welcome to another special edition of the Hanging with the AD podcast. Today, we catch up with a former guest of the show who is an AD, an author, and a uniter of ADs across the country through the National AD Resource Network, and is a man who truly needs no introduction, but we'll give him one anyway. Ira Childress, Athletic Director at Gulliver Prep in Miami, Florida. Ira, thanks for joining us today. Uh, Thank you guys for having me. It's good to be here. Now, Ira, we wanted to have you on today because of your experience with the NCAA, where from 2008 to 2011, you served as Assistant Director of Leadership Development. And with the introduction on July 1st of collegiate athletes being able to profit from their name, image, and likeness, or NIL, we wanted to speak to you both to discuss that and the possible trickle-down effect that it could have at the high school level. Now, First, uh, you know, I'd love to hear your opinion on NIL and how you see it changing the the collegiate athletic experience. I, I heard Paul Feinbaum, you know, yesterday say that it's going to be the wild, wild west, and that there's not going to be much that schools are going to be able to do about it. So, what are your thoughts? First of all, uh, thanks for having me on, and and I do agree that it's going to be hard to uh, legislate. Um, it's going to be hard to uh, control, if you will. But at the same time, I think it's a positive thing, and it can be used as a positive thing for student-athletes across the country to get a chance to benefit off their name, image, and likeness. And when you think about it, uh, Josh and Don, um, one of the greatest things you can do as a student-athlete is have a great experience you know, at your college, at your university. And how else to add to that other than just playing and being a part of a great university, getting a great education. Now you get a chance to uh, capitalize off of your name and you get a chance to uh, put a little money in your pocket. And I don't see anything wrong with it. I think it's a great step. Um, I know the NCAA struggled with it for years, but I think now it's in a really good place and, and student athletes are going to get a chance to, to, to do great things with it. And, and for me, it's not just going to be for the high-profile student athletes. We've seen student athletes across the country that are not in high-profile sports already um, have really, really good followings and, and start to get some traction with uh, name, image, and likeness. So I think it's going to really impact all students uh, across the country and give everybody an opportunity to cash in, if you will. Yeah, I, I agree. I've read some articles uh, that were very informative in the past, in the recent weeks, explaining the name, image, and likeness idea that made it easier for me to understand that these collegiate athletes aren't getting paid for their skills on the field. They're not now. Yeah, it's kind of all connected. I know we would agree on that, but they're not getting paid for their athletic talents. They are really becoming marketing experts and advisors uh, for companies representing these companies that are both national companies, but more so, as you just mentioned, the lesser known athletes are probably going to help out with those local companies. And I think I heard someone say it gives the smaller local companies an opportunity to have some marketing that they typically can't afford on the national scene. So I do agree with you. I think it's a positive thing, not just for the student athletes, but for these smaller local businesses who now can use these local athletes who do have a name, an image, a likeness in that market, in those smaller markets. But um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, do you worry at all that, that it may be hard to keep kids focused 
on the classroom, on the academics, and even their sport as they look to market themselves in this new environment. I think it's going to be interesting to hear how coaches advise and maybe even uh, mandate that players refrain from making advertisements and doing this stuff in season. I mean, can you imagine a kid telling Nick Saban that he can't be at practice today because he's got to go do a video shoot, a commercial shoot? I mean, I think coaches now, they have a different element that they have to kind of control or coach. Have you thought about that academic and that coaching side of it? Yeah, I thought about it a lot. You know, the one thing we tell our student athletes, and and, and I think it's very important, you want to keep the main thing the main thing. And if you get away from that, um, then all the other stuff, the the name, image, and likeness, that won't matter as much because if you're not producing in the classroom or you're not producing on the field or the, or the court or the pool, I mean, you need to really stay focused on being a student athlete first. And then you can capitalize off of your, your name, image, and likeness. So, yeah, I agree. I think coaches are going to have to focus on, you know, tell student athletes to focus on that. But I think it's going to have to do more than tell. I think, I think universities are going to have to hire somebody full-time to help manage all of this because it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot coming at them, and they need to be able to uh, coordinate and manage it with the student athletes. You need to, be able to manage it on the company side of things, and and yes, uh, you know, during the season, you know, you may want to limit this. I'm not not saying you can't do anything during the season, but it needs to be limited because it, it, it's already a stress of traveling all over the country, playing games during the week on you know in some sports, you know, flying here and there, and then you're trying to you know manage all these sponsorships and stuff like that. So I think time management. And, you know, having a laser sharp focus on what you're doing is going to be very important. So um, I think the education piece of this is important. You know, if I was universities right now, what I would be doing is, is two things. One, I would be having somebody come in from the outside and help me manage this whole process with all of our student athletes. And the second part of that, if I'm an AD at a university, I'm saying, hey, listen, we need to educate our student athletes on these things, financial literacy, tax implications, also just having a greater understanding of time management and what's real and what's not. You know what I mean? It's one thing to do an endorsement and somebody's going to give you an endorsement to do something on social media or do, I saw a kid from the University of Iowa basketball team is at a uh, state fair today, like signing autographs. All of that's great. And I think that's, that's awesome. But you don't want to get yourself into, into any long-term de- deals, especially if you plan to have a pro career, because that may not, it may not work out well for you. So those things, things you want to think about, you also, you also may want to look at, some of these student athletes may want to look at getting um, legal representation, because now you're signing contracts and you're getting yourself into things that you need to make sure you're educated about. So I think it's going to put more pressure on the school on the education side of things, because there's no NCAA governing body. They're not governing this. They put it on the schools. So the schools are going to have to really, really, really focus on the education of this uh, name and image and likeness. Yeah, you now, mentioned that financial literacy thing. Yeah. Um, I know that's a part of the Georgia state law. The, uh, you know, Georgia was one of the few states that got ahead of it and passed it where it was going to apply to athletes in, in the colleges in Georgia. But the financial literacy uh, class – was a part of that state law. So they have to take that to be able to capitalize on the NILs. 
I think that's very smart of Georgia to put that in place because, again, you know, some of these student athletes, they don't have knowledge in that area. And, I, you know, I know just think about me coming out as an 18-year-old kid, I wouldn't have known how to manage, you know, you know all of this and, and understand what it all meant and, and being able to get this kind of money and, you know, balance that out. I saw today, um, you know, Percy Miller, uh, the, the son of Master P, uh, signed, looked like he signed a $2 million deal with some company. So uh, this this is really big, big high stakes here. And you need to really be able to uh, be able to manage and understand. And hopefully the school really focuses on the education component of this. Now, Ira, as we know, the prep ranks, they take a lot of cues from the NCAA. So do you see a time when a high school kid could profit from their name in a similar fashion? Where do you see this thing headed? I know we're super early. But where do you see this thing headed in the next five, 10 years as it relates to the high school level? You know, that could happen. And I'm not to say, it, you know, it, it, it shouldn't happen, but I'm a little more old school. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm kind of um, when it comes to high school, I just think there's something you know, sacred about high school athletics that, that I, I really, at this point, I really wouldn't want to see that at the high school level. You know, I want to see high school focus on, you know, you know, being a good teammate and working hard and, you know, and, you know, learning things like time management and discipline and teamwork through athletics. And I want us to be educationally, uh, educational athletics. And I want that to be the base and the core of high school athletics. I would not want to see, uh, high school student athletes getting paid. I don't mind it at the college level, but I wouldn't want to see it at the high school level. And I don't think that's coming uh, anytime soon. What I do think is coming at the high school level, I think is important, and we're going to do this year, this year with our student athletes. We need to educate our student athletes who are being recruited to college about name, image, and likeness because they're going to have to make their decision on what, what school they go to based upon, obviously, all the things that they've done in the past, but now name, image, and likeness is a part of that. You know, and I know school, I know the NCAA doesn't want recruiting to be heavy into this, but they're mistaken if they think it's not going to be. I mean, this is going to be, recruiting is going to be really affected by name, image, and likeness. So we need to educate our student athletes who are looking at playing to next level how to navigate that, you know, because that, that's something that's going to be hitting them fast and furious as they get into the recruiting process now. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask next. Uh, there's some sport, I mean, excuse me, there's some states like Florida where you're based out of down there, Gulliver Prep, that have advantages of no state income tax. So do you uh, foresee the NIL changing the way athletes are recruited, as you just mentioned, and uh, and there's nothing to say a coach is not going to say, yeah, I can't pay you for your in, your name, image, and likeness. But if you come to my school, you're going to have an advantage by no state income tax versus if you go to a school in Georgia where they do have income tax. So do you see coaches using that as, as an advantage? Yes, I, I can see that, um, you know, and I, and I think it's going to, you know, come to, come to pass soon because it's just human nature. When you have this type of rule in place, even if a coach doesn't say it, I'm sure um, boosters, boosters can, they may say, you know what, if, the, if this student athlete comes to X school, they're going to be able to get a big time car dealership deal. They're going to be able to, you know, uh, do some endorsements with my company, which they may not be able to do that in, you know, in a different school. So, so it's, it's going to be really competitive, you know, from a college standpoint and the recruiting standpoint, it, it just is because it's just, it, it lends itself to that. 
when you upper add the class, uh, upperclassmen athletes to do the same thing, right? I mean, they're going to know how much they benefit versus their peers at other schools across the country. They're going to know that. They're going to know that everything is out there in the open. And now, as you see on, on social media, every time someone's getting a deal, they're posting it. So, so, so they're aware of it, you know, and, and, I, and I, you know, which is great. But the other thing is you, you're going to see student athletes who may not be as popular in, in you know, in the quote unquote uh, sports that are bigger, they're going to be benefiting. Now, you know, I saw there was um, two student athletes, I believe from Fresno state that are uh, female basketball players that had like, you know, 2.5 million followers on TikTok, And so they're getting, they just signed a big deal with boost mobile. So this thing is really blowing up, you know, nationwide and there's a lot of facets to it. And I, I think the NCAA could have did a better job of, you know, educating everyone on the front end and getting ahead of this like a year or so ago so it didn't come down to the final day. And then they sent out a rule or, or sent out a memo on the final day saying basically, hey, the schools, you're on your own. <laughs> These are some of the rules we have, but really every school has to make their own rules, which I think ultimately will be a problem because that gives people a competitive advantage, like you mentioned earlier about, you know, being in the state of Florida and no state income tax. That's huge. Yeah, I wanted to touch on something that you, you mentioned just a second ago. We interviewed former NFL and collegiate star Rennie Curran uh, for an upcoming episode, and he spoke about the importance of athletes defining their identity, meaning defining what they are outside of the uniform and how important that is. Could you speak to the role that social media is going to play when discussing NIL and specifically an athlete posting something while in high school and it affecting their earning power now? at the next level before it was, if you post something, maybe you don't get into that school. Well, now it's, you may not be able to make as much money. And you, you touched on this just a second ago, but what is the responsibility that athletic leaders in, at the high school level have in regards to this NIL process? This is not just a collegiate issue. This is a very much a athletic issue at both levels. I'd, I'd just love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, we must, as athletic directors, we must educate our, you know, our student athletes on, obviously, on NIL, as we've been talking about, but also educate them on social media and, and, and work with them on it. Not tell them to stay off of social media. That doesn't work. You right. have to really educate them and teach them how to build their brand and, you know, and how to, you know, become fluent in social media and utilize it to help them in, in a positive way. And that's one of the things we're going to work on here is really educating our student athletes on the social media component because now, like you said, is more important than ever. You know, and the one thing I've said for years with, with student athletes is uh, when you just think about Twitter, you know, you, they may post something on, on a song or retweet it and they'll say, hey, Mr. Childress, that wasn't me that was doing that. I mean, that was, um, you know, that was a lyric from Lil Wayne. Okay, right. that's great. But at the same time, if you retweeted it, that's an endorsement. You know, people are looking at you saying that's you. So I always tell them, you are what you tweet. And, and they say, well, I'm not that. That's not really how I am. I just, you know, I just retweeted that. You know, I know it has some bad language in it, but no. You are what you tweet because everybody don't they won't get a chance to hear your explanation. They won't they won't know you personally, so they'll just see whatever's out on social media. So we must uh, make sure stu our student athletes are, are sound on social media. And they're using it, their platform in a positive way. And you know, I mean, from a recruiting standpoint, it can be very positive, can be very helpful. But they have to understand and be educated about how to use social media, how to build their brand, and really how to have their brand work for them. 
And to build on that, you know, it's not just what you tweet, it's what you like. I, you know, I think Correct. You know, I'm sitting there and I'm liking something. I think, well, I didn't do that. I just, I just press like, well, you did, but by doing that now you've endorsed that, whatever it may be. Whatever it may be, all that stuff is important. And then all of it comes, comes up and everyone can see it. So, and then it now, now reflects on you. And again, it may not be who you are personally. You may have just said, oh, I just like that. But, but again, no one can really understand that because they don't know you out there and you have all these followers and the student athletes today have a lot more followers than they did even four or five years ago. So, you know, because they get a lot of following through recruiting, recruiting is a big, you know, fan bases of all these schools they're really following these kids and you know and, and you know so that that's important so that's one thing we'll continue to do is educate our student athletes and i encourage all the athletic directors out there that are going to listen to this podcast make sure you have these conversations about name image and likeness and really educate your student athletes on this because you're right it's not just a college issue anything that's a college issue trickles down to our level and becomes a high school issue as well Ira, as always, thanks for the pleasure of your time, especially on short notice. We hit you up last night and you were able to jump on. So we appreciate your expertise in the college space. Uh, I know that our listeners will as well. And we look forward to the National AD Resource Network calls starting back up this fall. So again, thanks for the time today. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Anytime. Take care. Hey, hey, Ira, real quick before you go, obviously you're an expert in this area. If the listeners wanted to contact you, how could they get in touch with you for for your uh, ideas and thoughts on NIL and anything else? Yeah, you know, um, they can can email me um, at chir at gulliverprep.org, chir at gulliverprep.org. You know, just shoot me an email. Um, I'll get back to them. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm busy right now. I'm, I'm, I'm on vacation, but, but anytime next week, I'll definitely get back to them. So yeah, anybody out there have any questions on any of that, feel free to shoot me an email and I'll get back to you. Awesome. Appreciate it, Ira. Take care. Thank you. Mm-hmm.